This episode of the Music Stuff Show is brought to you by Dupe Loops, your weekly curated drum loop library. If you're writing music, building tracks, or programming beats, dupeloops.com is the place to start. They deliver 10 new drum loops directly to your inbox every Monday, so you can spend less time searching for the right sounds and more time making music. Each loop is always available in stereo and multi-track formats, always fresh, and they are never recycled. And for a limited time, they are offering a 7-day free trial period with every plan. So visit dupeloops.com, that's D-U-P-E-L-O-O-P-S dot com, and start your free trial today to receive 10 new multi-track drum loops per week, every week. On this episode of the Music Stuff Show, we discuss the common myths we believe about career limitations with respect to time. We delve into the fact that age is irrelevant when starting your career. We examine the importance of art being created by people of all ages, and we take a look at why you should never give up on doing what you love. Please enjoy this episode of The Music Stuff Show, The Illusion of Time. Hey, hey, welcome to The Music Stuff Show, where we break down the business of music to help you build a career doing what you love. Welcome back. I'm Tom, and Vance is here too, as always. Hello! (laughs) Yes! I hope it never goes away again. You know, it went away for like a minute. I don't think it can. Don't let it go away again. People have started hitting, like, (laughs) communicating with me with a hello. (laughs) It's, out of the gate and it's I've, too important i think it's now just a part of us yeah it's like the music stuff show asterisk hello <laughs> hello <laughs> sorry <laughs> so what's the word man you want a fact i would love to have a fact <laughs> <laughs> it's not so like you're trying ex- to sell watches out of a trench coat you want to watch it's just because I'm honestly so excited about today's facts. Oh, God. Okay. Did you know? The oldest your mom joke was discovered on a 3,500-year-old Babylonian tablet in Iraq in 1976. The tablet has since been lost, but the text remains preserved. Shut up. <laughs> so if you thought you were the first. Yeah. No. Nah, nobody's original, man. That's so crazy. I've re- I read somewhere, I'm about to butcher this. I'm just going to go ahead and give fair warning. This is not going to be even remotely correct, but I think I remember reading somewhere that like in old like um, homes and stuff in Pompeii, mm-hmm. when they got down and dug down and like um, they found graffiti and stuff in there, but like, you know, high up on the walls and things where like people couldn't erase it. And then it was stuff like, you know, so-and-so has a big willy and like, like, like insults like so and so runs like a girl or whatever like just you know it's <laughs> like we haven't incredible. changed yeah i will say i was super excited uh my favorite your mom joke recently mm-hmm. uh was actually it was a meme about how kids are still in good hands these days yeah because the the current trend is like your mom's so fat thanos mm-hmm. had to snap twice <laughs> I haven't seen the movie yet, so that doesn't make complete sense to me. Oh, man. But I think I know. I think I've seen enough spoilers to understand it. Man, where have you been, Tom? I saw Deadpool 2. That was good. Oh, so good. I yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. I've been I've been too gone. busy playing music in the real world. In the real world. Playing drums, man. Which has been awesome. Yeah. It's been great. Reignited the passion for the stage. How's 
How's leg one of Dude. On the Road with Tonic? Dude, so good. Love that. Yeah, man, it's great. Those those guys are uh, a ton of fun. It's like it's like being in a band with my buddies, man. It's exactly what I wanted. I just want to play rock and roll with my friends, and now man. that's what I do. It's so good. It's so great. I love that. Yeah. Do you, have you gone anywhere particularly fun on your first stretch? Um, I mean, we've been to a lot of places, all of which were fun. <laughs> <laughs> But uh have you gone anywhere new you haven't played before? How about that? New that I haven't played. Um Yeah, we played a venue in um Huntington, New York called the Paramount Theater and I'd never that played there. That one looked cool. I saw photos it's, from that. Dude, it is dope. It is a sick room. It's just like the sound is good in there. The room is really cool and vibey. Um they've got this speakeasy down in the basement like mm-hmm. Uh, all of my friends who tour uh, apparently knew all about this place before I did because they saw I posted something on Instagram and they're all like, "Do go downstairs. You got to wander around. Go check this out." That's cool. Like, I'm here. I'll, I'll figure it out. Nice. So every, everybody had already been there, but me apparently. But yeah, I haven't like, been there yet. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> It'll still be <laughs> that makes I will me text, feel better. <laughs> you can text me yeah. when I go. <laughs> I thought I was the only person who hadn't been to the Paramount. So, but yeah, there's just like speakeasy down in the basement where you like wander down and, and uh, it's got all these like hidden rooms and stuff there's like a phone booth and you can open the back of it and go into a private room and then there's like a spinning bookshelf and like I love these just cool so stuff much. like that yeah and I got a Sazerac which mm, strong a lot of people really overdo the bitters in the Sazerac I feel I th- like they also uh, severely overdo the absinthe rinse they do but this one was a perfectly balanced Sazerac nice. and that is huge for me because I a Sazerac is my favorite liquor drink. If I'm going to get a fancy cocktail, I usually am going to go Sazerac. When Otherwise, done I'm, well, it's yeah. a great drink. Otherwise, I'm like scotch or gin and tonic yeah. um, with a slice of cucumber. I'm not an animal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, this was a very, 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 very well-balanced Sazerac. Good rinse, good taste, good aftertaste. Love that. It's a very good experience. That's awesome. So there I am. There's like, you know, I don't... I I didn't pick it up, but I assume it's real underneath the glass and like a coffee table. There's like you know Tommy guns and like old oh, gangster wow. stuff everywhere. Dude, it's like drinking a Sazerac with a Tommy gun on the table on the spinning bookshelf. I'm like, man, this is fun. I can get into this. That's so dope. I I and but with no threat of like getting arrested. You know, like mm. living that gangster life, but you know, no threat of getting in trouble. Where it's kind of the best of both worlds. Where geographically is this in New York? Uh, it's on Long Island. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So we had to, we came from, where did we drive in from? We drove, we played a show in um, Burlington, Ontario, which is right outside of Toronto the night before. Drove down, had to drive across, I think we had to go across Manhattan on our way to get, yeah, out to Huntington on Long Island. Gotcha. So it was, dude, it was fun. It's so cool. Yeah. It's a cool venue. Love but yeah, it. dude, they've all been really fun. Like everything is going great it's just super chill and it's it's like you know so i've been doing session stuff for just like straight up session stuff for the last three years very minimal touring in fact the last year in like in calendar year 2017 i think i only played drums on stage one time and that was at somebody's wedding Mm -hmm. um and but and that was on purpose i was like i'm taking a year off Mm -hmm. full year off for my head yeah and uh now that I'm back in it, I realize I'm reminded of like w- how fulfilling 
that other side of the coin is like making music and creating music and being in the studio is one thing and it is very very fulfilling but for me there's a whole other side of that which is getting out and playing live a little bit mm-hmm. I'm, like i i don't like playing live to the point that it becomes exhausting and i never see my family mm-hmm. but i do like to play live enough that it scratches that itch and and fills that want in my life yeah and and i'm reminded of how important that is to me having just come back from being gone for two and a half weeks with the tonic guys like and it also is doubly fulfilling because it's music i like and it's people i like doing it with for so sure it's all like it's all gravy like you know we, we get off we get off the bus to head home and everybody hugs each other by you know all right man i'll see you later <laughs> so, like we all like each other or at least pretend like we do <laughs> so it's good stuff man it's fun that's so good i honestly yeah. i think that's an important point this wasn't really what we we're going to talk about but we're here and i kind of like it where yeah. You know, I I think in music, it's mm-hmm. easy to grind so hard for so long. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes uh, I think it's important to kind of give some space mm-hmm. for you to still love music. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I've done similar things where I've gone through waves where there are seasons that I tour a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there, I similarly, for different reasons, because I was getting married in 2017 kind of took a little bit of a backseat to that to kind of give some space and yeah you know be able to put my focus there that can totally relate of you know instead of getting burnt out now has put like some space to still be super into and be like man Mm -hmm. I do really love that and I miss that feeling and you know doesn't helps keep you from I don't know, burning too hard at both ends. Yeah. And keeps the love alive. Yeah. I think that, uh, like, space just in general as a life choice is a good thing in in many instances a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, certainly, I mean, not to say, like, we need space. We're not breaking up, but we need space. (laughs) Like, okay, yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, But just taking a step back, reevaluating, and just giving your – your mind and your body time to like, like you don't go work out and then not rest. Like the biggest component of gains in the gym is proper sleep and rest, right? That space that's time off. I think the same can be said in your profession, especially music. Like it is easy to get burned out. Yeah. Um, the space, like being away from my wife and child for, you know, the period of time that I was gone, is very hard, but in so many ways, the distance between my wife and I actually created an opportunity for us to kind of be dating again, mm-hmm. texting more, talking on the phone more, and it actually improved our relationship because communication goes up. It yeah. has to because you're gone. So those those spaces can be good. Now, if I was gone 200 days in a row, very negative on my marriage. Yes, but to be gone, uh, you know, 21 days mm-hmm. is is tough, but. I'm now I'm back. And so we were able to like, it just, I don't know. It's just a nice breakup of, of our relationship, changing things up a little bit, but yeah, I mean, taking space back, there's like, we were talking about this before we hit record, but like, like nothing's permanent. That's, Mm -hmm. I'm really bad about thinking that way. It's like, well, I'm not touring anymore forever. And that's it. Mm-hmm. It's like no, just not touring right now. Yeah. Or like, if you're say you're in a band and you don't want to be in that band anymore, it's like no, you're not quitting being in a band forever. You're just quitting that band. Mm-hmm. 
you can be in another band again. You may not be in a band tomorrow, yeah, but you can be in a band again. And it's, you know, I used to also be really bad about thinking, like, if I don't have a career built before I'm, I used to be 25, which is laughable <laughs> now. But when I used to, I used to be like, oh, if I, man. by 25, I'm not, I don't have a career going, man. I mean, I'm going to have to do something else because, you know, music just can't work after that, <laughs> which is such crap. It's such crap. Uh... And, a spe- like, and it becomes even more accessible at any age as technology improves. Like, all that ultimately matters now is attention and quality. Mm-hmm. Like, just do something well enough to get enough attention and make sure it's good quality. And, like, you will you can build a living at that. Like, you may not – like, a 65-year-old may not be able to go and chop the tar – chop the tarts, top the charts, excuse me, like out of the gate, having never created anything with no brand recognition whatsoever, but they might. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a, it's a tougher sell for somebody at 65 than it might be at 25. But you, I guarantee you that there are other 65 year olds who would love to watch this 65 year old make his first record or her first record. And it'd be awesome and become a fan. Like who, who is that person? Um, Susan Boyle. Yeah. You remember her? Yeah, yeah. It's like incredible singer. Yeah. And she was, I don't know how old she was when they found her on that show, but she was, I mean, at least in her 50s. Yeah. You know? And she broke, blew up, sold millions of records to my knowledge. Like, it is possible. Well, and it's funny too. I, you know, because for us, like, while we would love for everybody that listens to our show to go be charting artists at you know sure. sell millions of records and all that jazz at the end of the day we're we want to stimulate the working class of music right and i'm gonna steal this reference from my father-in-law because i heard him use this the other day and it made so much sense and i think it applies in this scenario where when you go buy a new car like if it's a car that you've never driven before you've never you never noticed that car like mm-hmm the second you buy one, everybody you see one. that car everywhere. Totally. And honestly... That's so accurate. In a way, I feel like the older I get, the more I recognize that in music. Mm-hmm. Where when I was younger and like the only vision was like, oh, I want to be in the biggest band on the planet. And I you know, want to be on the top of the charts. And you know, all of those dreams that are not bad dreams. Mm-hmm. I think you only see young people that you know were f- went through the factory and you know transformed into superstars out of the gate and yeah you kind of always feel like you're competing with that and you know but as you get older and maybe it's just seeing more avenues in music maybe it is the fact of like oh i'm 29 now so i I recognize people that are now kind of in this different stage of my life Mm -hmm. that i was never paying attention to these people before yeah but i feel like as that goes on you constantly are like oh now, there's still a ton of people doing stuff in music. I just wasn't paying attention to this group well, you, because yeah, you it just, didn't affect me. When you're 18 and hungry and and young and figuring it out, like you're not connecting with somebody who's 45 and who's been an engineer for 25 years. Yeah. You're just not. They're not your demographic and you're not theirs. Yep. Like they're not – most of the people I work with are my age or older. Mm-hmm. I'm 33 for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like – People who are 18 right now are working with other 18-year-olds. Yeah. Sure, our paths might cross here and there, but for the most part, like, that's not... I'm probably generally going to be working with people who are between 10 years younger than me and 10 years older than me, mm-hmm. for the most part. 
And that, and it has been that way my whole career, and it probably will be that way my whole career, mm-hmm. because you come up in the same sort of circuits together, and like <clears throat> we discover so much new music when we're when we're young, and then like I think that's how they sell, that's how the sort of business inadvertently sells this idea that if you don't make it by a certain age, you're done, mm-hmm. because we discover all of our new music and our favorite bands when we're teenagers and when we're in our twenties and stuff, and then we get saturated with the stuff that we love and then we're just waiting for new records to come out from the artists we love so we don't take the time to discover new music as much. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean people who are older than that aren't making new music. Yeah, We're just not learning about it as much or it's not getting as widely publicized. But it's out there. like Because, like, so I, the artists we love, or let's just go forward some generations, like Tom Petty who just passed away, mm-hmm. right? diehard audience that he's had for years and years and years Mm -hmm. but he was still making records like late into his life yep he didn't just say like oh i'm 30 now no more new records yep that's not how it works dude it uh and i think it's easy to forget because you know you're always up in your own head where everybody else is growing up with you too and so i think if you're true to who you are in the stage of life that you're in, like mm-hmm. that's always going to change. Yeah, I can't sing the same songs that I would sing in high school Mm-mm. because I'm not 18. Right, you know, like those are not my problems anymore. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, I and not that those aren't real. Like I'm just not there. Like I yeah. am recently married. Like most of my friends are married or are having mm-hmm. kids, and you know, it's been a super fun transition just into a new stage of life. Yeah. But I, it also puts me in a different place where, like, there's different songs to sing. There's mm-hmm. different things to do. And as long as you are true to, like, where you're at in life, there are people that are at that same stage, yeah. you know? If you're 35 and you decide you want to go start a band today, you know, if you sing songs to high schoolers, it's probably going to be super weird. But if you, like, sing about the real things in your life and you know, communicate stories that are actually happening to you in the stage mm-hmm. that you're in. Like, guess what? There's a ton of other 35, 45 year old people that are in the same stage of life as you Yeah, that are going to resonate with you because they're not going to resonate with the kids in high school. Exactly. Like they, in the same way. And I think yep. the real lesson is to not be scared to be true to who you are and where you're at and mm-hmm. your stage of life. Yeah. And, you know, I think some of those great iconic artists, like, the ones that have done well for decades evolve mm-hmm. over time. Yeah. You know, and they kind of grow and their audience grows. And I, I think the ones that like, you know, 30, 40 year long careers yeah, are the ones that they grow up, they do different things and it's, they're not still doing the same record they did at 19. Yeah. And they shouldn't be that. I mean, that would be boring and it would, that would be terrible for their growth just as a human being. Yeah. If you still have the same problems that, 38 that you had at 18 yeah being angsty and mad at your parents like what are you doing bro seriously (laughs) come on yeah i think the i i used to i used to believe so hard i was really hard on myself that like there was this time limit for certain things not just in my career and not just in music but just like in life like got to be married by this age got to have kids by this age you know got to be prepared for retirement by this age etc it's like Dude, like, no, none of that is accurate. It is all how you choose to live your life 
and there are no like hard concrete rules as far as when things should happen and shouldn't happen in your life on a on a timeline that you can that you have to follow you can choose to do things how you want to and you can have whatever career you want to have at whatever age you want to have it you know i it's just i don't know if 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 i if in this episode if i can impress anything on anybody it's there is no time limit there's no there's no dedicated timeline like you can make music whenever you want to make music at whatever age however long you want to and you can start building a career whenever you want to like who was that um i don't remember her name but there's an old lady who was in uh black panther um and she that was her i think it was her first acting role ever and hmm. she's like in her 70s oh wow she's like i want to be an actress now it's awesome boom you kidding me like but how many movies have a 70-year-old in the movie? Somebody's got to play that role. Somebody's got to play that role. <laughs> like, And then she's not sitting around all day never listening to music. She's listening to somebody, and I'm willing to bet that for the most part it's somebody who's making music that has to do with her season of life who's around her age. It's either going to be somebody she learned to love when she was 16 mm-hmm. and has listened to since then, or if she's discovering new music, she's probably discovering new music, new music that is similar in content to that made by people who are similar in age for sure she's the demographic and i also think people forget that like the fun is playing the game yeah like if you compare life to a video game whether that's silly to some people out there or not like if if you start a new game Mm -hmm. the fun you know i think there's some people that feel like oh i gotta check this so i can beat this and get to this and get to that that's never been fun to me yeah like to me the fun is like yeah, you like do some main missions, then you kind of explore and find all yeah. the things you can find in it. And like yeah. the game continues to be fun as long as you can continue to dive deeper in it and just like mm-hmm. see what you can find and experience that. Yeah. And then what happens as soon as you beat the final boss? Even if there is like tons of side things you could go back and do, and maybe I'm just different, but like the second I've beaten the game, mm-hmm. it's over for me. Same. I usually, if if it's a game where I want to be like a completionist and do everything and find everything. I try so hard to do as much as I can before I ever get to the too. end. And me sometimes too. I accidentally get to the end Yep. and get and really, like, no, you know, it. But sometimes I will like, if I get to the final boss and don't mean to, I've done this before, I'll die to the final boss. Vo- final boss so that I can yeah. get back out and then I can go do all my stuff and then I can come back. Yeah. And I, I think sometimes people forget that life is the same way. Like mm-hmm. goals are great. We are huge advocates of goals. We talk about goals all the time, but goals aren't the goal. If that makes sense. We like mm-hmm. the journey, like that's the awesome part of it. You yeah. know, having a true North that you're constantly going towards is awesome. But the fun isn't like, Oh, I did X, Y, Z. The fun is like, man, me and my homies, we got together, we wrote this music, we then went and we made a record, we did these singles, and then we put that out, and, you know, we didn't have a huge budget, so then... Our buddy, we found out, ended up getting a camera a month ago, so he decided to do a music video for us because he was trying to play with his stuff, and so... We didn't have money, but we went and did this like ridiculous thing around town that was fun, and then some people were into it, and then we made another thing, and like the journey and the growth, like yeah, that's the awesome part of life, and experiencing that with real people around you, like 
that's the whole point. That is the purpose. Yeah. You know, there's no, like, just because, like, oh, you got a number one hit. Like, that is awesome. I I wish that for all of you out there working your ass off. Yeah, go team. But it's not like that magically ends. You know, you're not like, sweet, I did it, now I can just rest in this. No. You're going to be excited for five minutes, and then you figure out the next thing, because that never ends. Yeah. But then at a certain point, you have to realize, like, the journey to get to that to achieve it, that was what was awesome. That was the meat. That was the fun part. You know, and now that you got there, you have to figure out something else yeah to give you that same journey to push yourself mm-hmm. to the next thing yeah it's that that moment of victory is only so sweet because it was earned mm-hmm. through all of that effort and hard work mhm that's why you see like i mean hell that's why like a lot of people a lot of rich kids end up losing their family's money by the second or third generation it's like statistically I don't remember how much, but it's a staggering amount mm-hmm. uh, of generational wealth will be lost by the second, third generations because they don't, they didn't earn it and they don't understand it. They don't have that appreciation for it because they don't remember eating ramen noodles every day for two months because that's all they could afford building this wealth. It's just like those victories are only so sweet because of all the effort and the work. And the work, the journey, the game is the part that is is worth it that's the fun yeah like if you don't if you just want to hit and you don't like writing songs get out like what are you doing Mm -hmm. if you should only want a hit because you love writing songs Mm -hmm. and and if you get that hit it's like man i got to do what i loved every day and this feels really good because i put in a lot of work and it was something i wanted to do so bad Absolutely. Rather than getting up there and be like, oh, thank God, I don't have to write another one. I finally got a number one. I can move on. <laughs> like, who the hell wants to do that? That sounds awful. You know? Yeah. It's, Dude, it's sports are the same way. Yeah. Like, you don't have one person win whatever your sport is and be like, well, now we know. Yeah. Glad we tried that and go amongst your life. No, they come yeah. back every single year for another season because they're like, all right, they won this year. I got to work that much harder to try and yep. be on top. And, yep. you know, thousands of people everywhere come around their own teams and they, you know, root for them to see if their team can be the best. Yeah. And they go on that journey together. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as somebody wins, it's just over. Yeah. And then you take a couple months off. Yep. And then everybody's like, nah, we got to see what they're going to do this year. Mm-hmm. Will they bring it back? Yeah. Can you imagine if, if that was the mentality in athletics, like there are no repeat Super Bowl champions. <laughs> like when they win, they all just retire. <laughs> what fun would that be? <laughs> oh, Tom man. Brady was gone years ago. Man. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. That's so yeah. silly. <laughs> God. And dude, it, it's also like, so athletics is one thing because the, the you know the human body can only take so much abuse and an 18-year-old kid is more than likely going to be stronger and faster than a 45-year-old. Let's just be honest. But I don't know, man. There's some changes coming, like a lot of advances in <laughs> in medicine right now. It, it has it has been that way. Maybe historically, in the future, I totally agree. Historically, it's been that way. In the future, I'm super fascinated change. to see like the next 30 years with stuff that people oh, are pushing out, but oh, that's bro. like a whole other tangent. No, and we're about to go there for a second. I firmly believe in my heart that I will live to be 130. Easy. And like when I'm 100, I'm not going to be like incontinent pooping on myself. No, nah, man. Need help 100 years old. I'm going to be like 75-ish at 100. 
You know what I'm saying? Barely. Fully believe that's going to be the case. Yes. I think with the advances in technology and stuff and where it's going. There's so much crazy stuff yeah. going on right now. It's it'll, awesome. It'll, we'll be taking like a multivitamin in the morning. We'll have Centrum Silver for the old people. Yeah. And then we'll have like a little genetics pill that's like slows the degradation of our cells because that's all aging is. They already have it. It's an IV infusion now. Yeah. It's perfect. super expensive, yeah. but as but it, it gets commercialized- it will, come, it will come in like a pill form. I literally listened yeah. to a podcast with people talking about how that's probably the next natural step for it. Dude, I'm taking that. Oh, well, like, you know, after it's been out for a few years and see you know, people aren't growing hair on the top of their mouth and stuff like that. But like, <laughs> assuming that's the case, Well, it's, it's also all cool too, because, you know, we're now moving into the stage that a lot of people are getting on board with the like, oh, we don't want to like just give- people pills Mm -hmm. of synthetic things like all of these new things that are coming up are all like pretty naturally driven and more based on your body's uh dude that's cool biology and physiology and how it works yeah it's like oh so this is what aging is and the degradation of these cells well how do we slow this down or Mm -hmm. reverse that process naturally through things that your body does and then implementing those kind of things yeah super fascinating right now i think i've We've talked about him all the time, but Tim Ferriss has talked about that on his podcast. I think I remember hearing a conversation about that there. About dude, if you ever want to go down the rabbit hole, and yeah. I think he's friends with Tim, but there is a dude named Ben Greenfield. Oh uh, yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. He has a podcast. I love going down that rabbit hole all the time. I'm gonna need to do the, that. And it's also cool too because. Like, he himself has a master's of physiology, and he's, like, the number one personal trainer on the planet. But then all of the people that he brings on, like, it's not just weird theoretical stuff. It's all, like, these crazy superstars in research science Mm -hmm. and that are all doing actual legitimate studies on longevity, on different aspects of your body, how to better perform in all sorts of capacities. So if you're ever looking for a (laughs) job. Awesome. Put it in the show notes. I'm going down the hole. Got you, fam. <laughs> um, you know what we're talking about? Oh, in uh, so in athletics, the body breaks down at a certain age. Um, but in music, like, I mean, BB King just sat down and played for years. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, my body's kind of taking a dump, but like, whatever, we'll figure it out. Like that music does. There is no cutoff point. There's no like you don't have to retire. Mm-mm. from making music at 40 because you can't take it anymore. It's like, no, you just change your approach a little bit, figure out how to do it a little differently. Mm-hmm. But you keep generating content. You keep creating art. Like, the world needs art. And the world needs art created by people at every age. It's, it, is, it is beneficial to us as a species, as a society, for people to be creating art at every age. Yep. And on the genetics thing, if I'm going to live to be 130, I'm not going to be listening full time to people at 18 making music. I'm going to want some 130 year olds making music for me, please. Dude. So keep after it no matter how old you are. For sure. Because it just, we just need it. We we have to have that. So um yeah, I think that I think that time is time, like it's just the it's just an illusion like that you have to do certain things in a certain order or at a certain time. Like you can be a teacher 
for 30 years and then decide that, nope, I want to make music. Yeah. And then you could build a career making music. That There's no, like, this perception that music is somehow different from all the other industries is is bullshit. It's not. Like, it it is in some ways because we've allowed it to become that. But it's it's just not. Like, if, so let's say somebody works until they're 65 and they retire and then they decide they want to build furniture in their garage out back and they make a little business out of it. Right? People do stuff like that all the time. For People sure. retire and decide they finally want to write that book they've been putting off their whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, they finally want to start a little Etsy shop. Whatever. Thousands of little businesses or big businesses they ultimately become that people start after their like, prime quote. Mm-hmm. Music is no different than that. There is no reason that because you're older, you can't get started at it. Yep. And and so doubly, there's no reason that you have to stop doing it if you're already doing it because you reach a certain age. I feel like I'm mostly talking to myself uh, yeah. saying all that for sure. just for clarity, like rather than preaching at anybody else. Like I've, I have to tell myself that still a lot of the time. And I'll probably have to tell myself that my whole life because I have – I ha- still have yet to unlearn this idea that that music is somehow different than other industries and businesses when it's not. I can definitely relate to that. I also say too, I'll preach it, people. If uh, <laughs> <laughs> preach, if you're sitting at home and you, it really doesn't matter what age, but you know, you're thirty, you're forty, you're fifty, you're sixty, you're whoever. And you're sitting at home saying that you're the exception. No matter what checkpoint you're at in life right now, if you've had that desire and you had it since you were young, but you were scared or your parents told you you couldn't do it, and then you went to college or did whatever you did, and then you got a job making money, and now you've got a family and all these whatever risks involved, and you don't want to take the chance and whatever, Mm -hmm. that's not going away. That itch will never leave Mm -mm. until you scratch and know for yourself. Yeah. And, you know, we've talked about it in different episodes. We don't have to completely dive down that. But at the end of the day, like, it doesn't have to be high stakes. You know, like, obviously, again, we are here to try and support the working class of music. But at the end of the day, you're better off doing it. Even if Mm -hmm. you aren't trying to be famous, even if you aren't trying to make a career out of it, like, deep down, if you're meant to create music... And that's in your soul. You need to do it. You got to get that out. Even if you do it, and it's crap. Objectively, it's crap. You think it's crap. Nobody likes it. Again, the destination isn't the point. It's the journey. It's the eating the crap and figuring it out. Like if you, I would. I think I would much rather lay on my deathbed and say, "Man, I made one record in my whole life, and it sucked so bad." But at least I know how that felt to do that because I always was curious. Yep. Rather than laying on my deathbed and saying, I never did make that record because I was afraid. Yep. Because let's be honest, it all comes back to fear. Mm-hmm. Fear that it might suck. Fear that it might be too hard. Fear that I can't do it. Whatever. Like, you're not doing stuff because of fear. Fear I can't pay my bills if I spend time on this. Whatever. Mm-hmm. If it means enough to you, you have to do it. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to others around you because you will be your best self and therefore better for the people in your life. Yep. 
So that no matter how old you are, if you're listening to this show in this episode, it's never too late to start doing creative things, to start making music, or if you've already started to continue to make music and to continue to create art. There's no no time limit on that. I dude, I personally would love it if like the way the industry is changing and the way technology is forcing it to take turns that nobody anticipated. I think it would be so cool if in the next five years, somebody who is 65 or 70 or something like that actually broke like on a mm. ma- on a major scale and like, you know, becomes a household name, yep. a, a major global artist. And because of their age, maybe they don't tour so much. Maybe they pull the Adele and like go out when they have to, you know, because they don't like it and they don't want to, or maybe they don't tour at all. Like maybe that's another shakeup and it doesn't matter. But I would love to see somebody, not through a TV show, just simple organic writing and recording of a record and putting it out and telling people about it to see that grow and somebody actually make a global impact at 70 years old as a new artist. I think that would be so awesome and it would be so good for our industry. I think it'll happen. I think, too, it. Uh, I'd be excited to see it on a more commercial side, on a pop-driven side. Because... Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe not 70, I can't think of any references, but I think the jazz world, there are people that definitely haven't broken until their 40s, 50s. Yeah. um, That have been successful. I guess that's what I mean is like a Yeah, like on a super commercially viable. Yeah. And I I think hip-hop definitely has some guys that are in their 40s or 50s that you just don't realize that are that old that when they're getting started. But I agree. I I think it's coming, and I think I think we just need that. We mm-hmm. don't – you don't need more of the same. No. You know, we need more people to be who they are. Yeah. True to themselves. Diversity is a, is a good thing. It's awesome. Diversity is a good thing in music and who's making it. Yeah, that – I mean, that's what pushes the envelope. That's how you create new things. Yeah. And honestly, that's how, you know, you advance – society i'm getting a little like sure. out there yeah. but at the end of the day like music is so foundational in everybody's life it, it music is, yeah. is such an incredible tool that allows you to break down barriers mm-hmm. because you don't have to be a specific you know race gender uh i don't i forget all of the different categories of things a human can be but like <laughs> you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah yeah you don't have to fit into a certain box to like a hip-hop artist or like a country Mm -hmm. artist or like a pop artist or, you know, anything in between. And so, like, maybe that's a little grandiose, but I believe in that, where music really is a tool that you can go to a different country in a language that you don't speak, but if people resonate with the song, it can bring you together. And I think the more that that is representative of different culture, different types of people, different backgrounds, different histories, the more that it allows us to connect with people that we don't necessarily uh, spend as much time with on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. and in turn helps us grow closer and has greater empathy to all sorts of different people. Yeah. Which we always need more of. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We always need more of. Yeah, I think uh, 
God, that would be so freaking cool. It would turn everything upside down too. Like it would be not just on a like a business level or a marketing level or an options level, but just like psychologically mm-hmm. for people making music at any age. Yep. It would be verifiable proof that there are no limitations. Yep. And I think that would be so freaking healthy for everybody. Like, you know, like these um I watch, you know, videos of like uh, you know, producers like answering questions from the audience and stuff. And there's and it's inevitably people in their twenties standing up asking questions. But like what if some eighty year old woman was in there instead of like, I'm working in Ableton and I can't figure out how to do this. And I was be wondering so because you work in Ableton, if you could help me. I'm making an EP right now, and I'm really excited about it. But this is missing. That would be so. Are you dope. kidding me? That'd be so cool. God, that'd be awesome. Yeah. She would. Be, first of all, I would hope that it'd be my grandmother. You know, <laughs> I would want her to be my grandmother. But like that kind of thing. Music is not just a young man's game. No, it's not. And making music is not a young man's game. Nope. It's a game for everybody. It's a human game. Yep. So, yeah. I uh, This is not even remotely what we plan to talk about today, but that's okay. I um, love it. I'm yeah. so glad that we went here. Well, we'll catch we'll catch our other talking point in a in a separate episode, but I think this was this was important. I think we needed to talk about this. I agree. Cuz like even just like being out on this tour this month uh with Tonic you know, it's us and it's Jim Blossoms and it's Vertical Horizon and just like everybody out there. There's nobody out there who's 18. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like everybody out there, not everybody, but the majority of people on that tour, I'm pretty sure, have families. Yep. But we're all out there doing it. Yep. There's no age limit. Yep. And there's people coming to the shows. Like, yep. proof right there. Love it. So. Anyway, I guess that's it for this week. See you guys next Thursday. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys. Thanks again for listening to the show today. As always, you can find show notes and links from our episode on our website at themusicstuffshow.com. Also, please, please, please uh, connect with us. If there's ever any questions, any ways that we can help, you can find us all over social media at musicstuffshow. You can also find myself and Tom personally all over the interwebs. I am at V-A-N-C-E-F-I-T-E, and Tom is at T-O-M-D-U-P-R-E-E-I-I-I. All over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, anywhere you want to connect. uh, The show is here for you, so any way that we can make your life a little bit better and get you closer your dreams of your career in the music industry we want to be a part of we'll see you guys next thursday